0: So we do hope you had a great Christmas, and we're going to close out our Christmas message this morning. I hope you all been enjoying it. I've been, been praying that the Lord is speaking through it. Uh, and, and, you know, Christmas happened this week, but we can still kind of live in the Christmas uh, you know, realm, I guess, until New Year's, right? Don't take your Christmas stuff down. And so we're going we're gonna to finish it today, this, the series. Uh, so today's Christmas carol, we've been doing Christmas carols, right? for four weeks. And so it's been something a little different, something new. So we've been giving you a different Christmas carol each week, right? We've been singing it during worship. And then we've been taking that Christmas carol and we've been studying it out, right? And Christmas carols are so awesome. They're so powerful. I love singing them uh, because really they're just, they are the message of, of Jesus Christ. They're the message of the gospel in its, in its simplest form almost. Uh, and, and, and as you sing it, it's worship, and it, it just, it, it brings us, it's submersive, right? It brings us into the Christmas story, right? But we know that it's not just a story, right? This is reality. This really happened. It's, we've been calling it, what, the, mo- the most monumental event that's ever happened, that's ever taken place on the face of the earth when God gave His Son, uh, Jesus, the Messiah, Right? So that's what we've been doing. And so today's Christmas carol is going to be joy to the world. Somebody say joy. Joy, joy to the world. So y'all can imagine we're going to be talking about joy today. Uh, and, and, and when you know who Jesus Christ is, you can't help but have some joy in your life. And I'm not talking about just being happy. You know, there's a difference between the joy of the Lord and earthly happiness, Right? We get happy when we open up all of our Christmas presents. This coat makes me happy. This jacket makes me happy, but it's not my joy. Right? My joy is rooted in the truth of who Jesus Christ is. Right? Anybody else know that joy and experience that joy? And so that's the joy we're going to be talking about today. And when we walk in that joy and when we choose that type of joy on a daily basis as believers, as Christians, a lot of things happen. And, and actually, we can enter into a lot of different levels of blessing that God has for us. Even different levels of revelation that God has for us when we choose joy over anything else that the world has to offer, right? And see, the thing is, even though I'm a believer, even though I'm a Christian, I'm gonna encounter some tough things in my life, right? People are gonna hurt me. Seasons, some seasons are gonna be harder than others. Things are gonna break down. Y'all, the Westbrooks, a couple weeks ago, on the coldest day, the day it snowed in Arab, our air unit went out, broke, dead. And just because we're pastors doesn't mean that our air unit is excused from breaking down, right? You know what us Westbrook's had to do in the moment? Other than go buy some electric space heaters till we could get it fixed. We had to choose joy for each other, right? And so even though those things happen, it's, it's, it's our responsibility, and hear me, it's your responsibility as a believer to to represent and reflect Jesus in everything that we do, right? And in that moment when we face adversity and I choose joy and someone else gets to see me living that out, it speaks volumes, right? It speaks volumes for those that are watching us. And hear me, people are watching you. Uh, And so when you do that, the message of gospel comes alive in our life, right? Amen. So I'm excited. Let's go ahead. Let's look at that that first point we're going to give you today. It's actually the first verse, uh, from the song of the Christmas carol, right, that we sung today, uh, from joy, from joy of the world, right. And so I'm just going to read it to you this morning, but it says, um, right, joy to the world, joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ, while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. I love that. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Joy to the world when we sing, let earth receive her king. Y'all, I believe uh, before Jesus was, was born and, and God gave and, and he was born in the earth through a Virgin Mary, that, that the earth, the creation, heaven, creation, uh, and mankind were, were ready. <laughs> they were crying out. They were ready for something new. They were ready for the Savior to be born. We're going to give you some scriptures today. There were were prophets in the Old Testament, Jewish prophets, Jewish people of faith that were praying and prophesying and believing for this Savior Jesus to come, right? And he actually finally makes his way, and when that happens, y'all, this song is a song of celebration of that fact, and not just a celebration, but a declaration of what God has done and what God, uh, or who God is, Right, that the king of kings has made his way. Right, that was it say? Let the earth finally receive her king. The king of kings. The Lord of lords. Jesus Christ himself. The Messiah. It says, Wow, fields and floods and, and rocks and plains. I believe even creation was just crying out to God. We're ready. We're ready for redemption. We're ready for forgiveness of sins. We're ready for your love. God, to take over the world. To take over uh, the, the earth, right, and that love is freely given to all creation, all mankind, all men and women that will just simply believe, right, it doesn't matter if you're white, if you're black, if you're big, you're tall, you're small, if you've sinned against God, we've all sinned against God, right, but now by my faith in Christ, his forgiveness, his love is freely given through my faith, amen, through my faith, let's look at that next point, So this, this Christmas carol, what we're going to look at and dissect and talk about is the joy of God today, okay? But, so this Christmas carol reminds us of that message of Christmas, uh, and it's the good news that brings great joy to all people. It's the good news. That's what gospel means. If you study that word gospel out, it means good news. Uh, and when you tell somebody that they can be forgiven by God for any and everything that they've done, And all it takes is their faith in uh, a man named Jesus that they can be made right again with God. Y'all, that's good news, right? That's some awesome news, especially somebody who's struggling or or in a tough place or somebody who's done some bad things. Right? That's like you look at the prison system. Y'all, we have people in prisons that have done some bad things, killed people, raped people. Murdered people. Stole from people. Right? But does God still love those people? He does, right? Do you believe that that murderer finding out that maybe he needs forgiveness from God from what he did is his if he simply believes? Is that good news for that person? You better believe it. See, and maybe some of us are thinking what I've done ain't that bad, right? See, we we have a tendency to to, to compare our sins to other people's sins. Sin is sin, right? Come on, somebody. Someone's paying attention. We see levels of sin. God just sees sin. But that's good news for somebody who's done, you know, somebody who needs the love of God. That's why I'm a minister. That's why I am pastor. That's why I do the things that I do because God saved me. And I know that, that reckless love of what he did to pursue me and chase me down and say, look, I love you, Ian, I love you. Give me a shot. Give me a chance and see where I can take you. And because I've experienced that, I want to see other people who are hurting, broken, experience that, right? Because good news uh, is, it, it's, it's, we need some good news in this world, right? Come on, somebody. We need some good news and it's on us to, to, to do that. Uh, and it's, it's amazing what God does when we, when we answer that. And so we have so much to be joyful for, y'all. And your joy, it will stand, it, your joy will stand. Earthly happiness cannot stand against the tests and trials that we go through. But the joy of the Lord in your life can, can stand when you're coming up against tough things or when you're going through things. And that joy of the Lord stands and rises up on the inside of us during those, those times in our life. Amen. So for this morning, we're going to go ahead and look at that. Oh, let's look at Luke. We've been giving you, this has really been our foundational Christmas scripture throughout uh, this whole message, okay? And so we're going to look at it and read it again in its entirety this morning. So it says, She gave birth, we're speaking of Mary, right to her first child, the son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory, somebody say glory, glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said, I bring you what? Good news, that'll bring what? Great joy. We're talking about joy today. Good news, that'll bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Of David, Heaven was throwing a party and that was showing earth. Y'all need to Make way and get ready to prepare and have a party, a celebration, because he's here. The King of Kings is here. Go tell somebody. We're inviting you to come be a part of this. Come see. Come witness for yourself. See the miracle. Experience the miracle. And then go tell somebody, right? Good news with great joy for all people, the entire world. Joy to the world, they're saying. In verse 12, it says, and you will recognize him by this sign. You'll you'll find a baby wrapped, snuggling in strips of cloth, Lying in a manger, suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those whom God has pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem, let's see this thing that has happened, what the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened, and what the angel had said, Uh, To them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angels had told them. It was just as the angels said. It was just like heaven said. That the shepherds experienced, I believe, the biggest miracle, the biggest uh, act of God in their personal lives that night, and they were so full of joy and so full of excitement that they went and told any and everyone who would listen, right? Hear me. If we really believe in this story, and we really choose joy, and we really walk in joy, at work, with our families, at church, at McDonald's, wherever it is, hear me, joy spreads. Joy is contagious. Joy should spread, right? Because a lot of other things spread too, right? Anger spreads. Jealousy can spread. Negativity can spread, right? Right? And these shepherds, hear me, they didn't have to try to spread and share their joy, right? They were just so enamored and so excited with what they experienced that it just happened, right? And so if we really love God and he's doing things in my life, that should just happen. The joy should just flow out of me. I should walk in joy and I should walk in love and I should walk in forgiveness, and I should have a joyful spirit. I should be that person that people want to be around, right? Not that person that no one wants to be, be with. Uh, that's the love of God. Joy spreads. Y'all, and I've already said this, but the world needs some joy. Right? And, and, and not manufactured fake joy that I, this thing that I, I act or that I put on for a show. Real joy. Uh, we have so many pe- uh, people, I think, just trying to be a certain way, act a certain way. A lot of people trying to act like a Christian. Y'all, you know, We need to just be a Christian. We need to just be like Jesus. Stop trying to act like Jesus and be Jesus. When I walk in his joy, I become like him. Somebody say amen. Amen, right? I, I, I don't have to act anything because I'm just simply being who he is, right? So let's look at the next point. That leads me to what my next point is. So that's gotta be the foundation stone of of our joy, the foundation stone of our faith that I know y'all are smart, right? Our our joy comes from God, from, from God, the son of Jesus and nobody else, right? The foundation stone of our joy is Jesus Christ. And I love this. Pastor Keith put this together. He says, from the cradle to the cross, from the cross to the crown, he is our Savior, our Messiah, conquering King, and our what? Joy. And our joy. See, no matter what, your joy will always trump happiness. The joy of the Lord will always trump any kind of happiness that the world has to offer, and I can I can tell you that because his joy is everlasting. When something comes up against who I am or against that joy that I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying to walk in and, and that I hold on to, uh, I know it's it's long lasting, and it's long lasting because it's eternal. His joy is eternal; it's unchanging from the day, from the moment that you accept Christ in your life. And you say yes to God and he becomes your savior whenever that, that day was. I feel like we have, uh, most of our folks in here are saved today. And so, hear me, when that moment happened, God's joy began to take root in your life. When you accept who Jesus is, you can have that joy every day of your life. And even when we die, we'll all die one day, and we get to go to heaven, you, wanna, you thought you had some joy here on earth, your joy is gonna be like, times a million in heaven, and it just, it grows stronger, it grows, it grows more, and your life becomes more exciting the longer that we go on, the longer we live for him and, and walk this thing of faith out. So his joy is long-lasting because it's eternal and unchanging. His joy always trumps any kind of happiness that I think I'm looking for, any kind of happiness I think the world can give me. It'll make me happy for a day, for a week, for a month, maybe even a year. But eventually that happiness is going gonna, is gonna to fade. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to dry up. It's going to die. Well, Jesus said, I am the, the breath and the life of the living water, right? All who come to me will, will thirst and be quenched and have righteousness. And so that's the type of joy that we're talking about. A joy that will last. A joy that's eternal. Let's look at Isaiah uh, chapter 9 uh, Verse 1 through 7. And Jesus was the culmination of so many prayers and so many um, uh, prophets speaking prophetically. And so Isaiah is really, you could say he's on the the Mount Rushmore of Old Testament prophets, right? He's like like one of the main dudes, right? Lump him in with Isaiah and Elisha and Elijah. He's on that Mount Rushmore of, of, of Old Testament prophets, and he's really declaring hundreds of years before Jesus came of who Jesus was going to be and what was going to happen and the joy that he was going to bring and the peace on earth that was going to happen through him, right? And so verse one, it says, nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulon and Naphtali will be humbled, but there will be a time in the future when uh, Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, oh, uh, that will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. I want to just stop there for a moment. Because right now, you know, I feel like this is my current prayer for our nation. There's a lot of darkness. There's a lot of evil. There's a lot of lying and manipulation and just sin going on in our nation from from the nation's capital to state capitals. And I pray that darkness be extinguished with light. And y'all know that we're called to be the light of Christ. How do you extinguish darkness? Light overtakes darkness. And each one of us has a light to shine, a light to bear. And if we all shine for Christ, y'all, we can help bring joy to the world. We can. We can extinguish uh, darkness. We can extinguish those things that are going on. We don't have to go along with what the world is saying is okay. Hey, if someone's forcing you to do something that, that you don't believe in that this Bible calls sin, or something that the Holy Spirit checks you on? Holy Spirit convictions? Y'all, you better hear me. Be strong enough to stand and not just stand, but to shine. To shine and reflect the image of God. Be an image bearer for the world to see. Because that's who Jesus is. right? And if I, if I be like him, then he can work through me. right? So that's my prayer. If y'all want to join me, I know we're getting ready to close 2020 out. Getting ready to enter into a new year, y'all. That's my prayer for. Our, is is this Isaiah nine one through two, is that the darkness would be brought to light in Jesus' name? Amen. Um, let's go ahead and who we got back there, Brittany again. Brittany, let's skip down to verse six, please, for for time's sake. Everybody, give Brittany a big hand. Thank you, Brittany. She does a great job back there for our media. So this is really the the prophetic word that, that Isaiah is saying about who Jesus will be, right? Verse 6 here, it says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government, and we have, we have kingdom in parentheses there. If you, if you study that out, that, that word government, it means, it means kingdom, a kingdom mindset. It's not just a, a, an earthly kingdom, but a heavenly kingdom realm, right? That, that Jesus would be a, a child born to us, a son given to us, Um, The government will rest on his shoulders or the kingdom will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. We actually even sung that this morning too, which was pretty cool. Verse 7, it says, His government or kingdom and its peace will never end and he will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this Happen. Just imagine. It says his rule and his fairness will rule. Y'all, we need some some fairness in the world. We need some, some peace. We need a, a mighty God. We need a wonderful counselor. And that's exactly who Jesus Christ is. And that makes me not just happy, that gives me joy. Because I I know it's it's through him that I can in my life give that to the world around me, to, to whatever your bubble looks like, and Ian's little bubble of being a pastor, and Ian's little bubble of working at Target Pest Control, and Ian's little family bubble, and, and how I can give these things uh, to the world through Jesus, right? But, so the, the cool thing the Lord was showing me uh, this week is, as Isaiah is prophesying who Jesus is hundreds of years before this happened, before Jesus was actually given and set and became all these things, So in a roundabout way, before Christmas became a reality for us, for you and for me, before we as believers could enjoy and walk in the blessing of Christmas, it was first a thing of faith. It was first a a, a prayer. It was first just a prophetic word. Before it became a reality, it was just faith. So hear me, it's your faith that releases the realities of heaven. Your faith can release the realities of heaven, the things that have not yet happened in your life that you, you want to happen, the things that you need to happen. Maybe all, it's, all it needs is for you to first, by faith, speak it in faith. I don't know, maybe God was waiting for Isaiah to first pray this and say this and write it down before he's decided and say, you know what, this is the day I'm going to give Jesus, right? Because when God answers a prayer, he answers it in such a mighty way, in such a miraculous way that without a shadow of a doubt, we know that that was answered by God, right? When you read this, you know without a shadow of a doubt that Isaiah was being influenced by the Spirit of God as he wrote this. And then as Jesus was born and walked this all out, it affirms, that God is true. That God's not a liar. That God is all power and all majesty, right? And so it's your faith that releases the realities of heaven. This week, we are going to put a close to 2020. Anybody happy? <laughs> Some people clapping and jumping up for joy. <laughs> Y'all, 2020 has been a trying, testing year for everyone. The Westbrooks, I feel like we've, we've, We've taken advantage of it, though. We've grown through a lot of this. No one saw the things that we were going to go through that we had to go through. And so, this next year in 2021, as I'm talking about your faith releasing the realities of heaven in your life, what realities in heaven do you need to happen in your, in your life this next year? Next week, we're going to kick off not just a new year, not just a new series. We're going to kick off our, our annual fast. And so take this week to pray, to fast, and ask God, what do I need to happen in my life? What am I doing good in my life? What am I not doing so good in my life? God, and I need some realities of heaven to transpire in my life this year. Begin to write them out. Begin to pray them. Begin to prophesy them. Y'all, this next year can be the best year of your life if you want it to be. right? And a lot of that boils down to what? Us choosing to walk In joy. Even when he hasn't answered that prayer yet, choosing to walk in joy. Because I believe that he's about to do something. Right? That's what faith is. Just because he hasn't done it yet doesn't mean he's not fixing to. Right? And so I pray, I believe, I fast. Even as Isaiah did, he took a step of faith and he prayed and he wrote out his prayer. And God answered it to the T. Be de- detailed in your prayers. Be descriptive in your prayers so that when God answers it, you know it's him. Right? Don't be afraid to ask for the big things, even the small things. He can do it. Amen? Let's look at that next point. So when we walk in joy, so many things happen to us. So many blessings are available to us. Um, but, and there's so many reasons why we have joy and why we should be Joyful. Right? We have joy because there is an end. Somebody say end. To every storm, darkness, and despair, and it can't go on forever. Jesus is our joy in the darkness because his life brings light. It don't just bring light, it brings life. And as I'm talking about 2020 coming to a close, uh, it, 2020, it was filled with a lot of darkness. It was filled with a lot of despair. It was filled with a lot of broken dreams. It was filled with a lot of um, closed down businesses and broken families. It was filled with all these things. But on the flip side of that, if your hope and your trust is in Jesus Christ, there is hope, there is life, there is light. And just because this year's coming to a close and we get to start a brand new year, it always feels good like we get a clean slate. Hear me, stand and be rooted in that truth, in that joy of who Jesus is, right? Because, because he's, he's enough and no matter no matter what, no matter what goes on, no matter what happens, no matter what life throws at us, Jesus, he's still on the throne. He's still seated right now at the right hand of God. He's the, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. His majesty, his, his, his glory surrounds him, and he loves us, and he's involved with our lives, and he hears our prayers. And so no matter what the, what the world throws at us, remember that. And remember that the hope and the joy for the next year Is it nothing else other than that? Is it nothing else other than Jesus Christ himself? It can't be in Donald Trump. Even though I would love to see him stay as president, I don't think it's going to happen. We still need a miracle from God. He's still a miracle worker. But our hope can't be in Joe Biden. Our hope can't be in our our local governments, our, our national governments. It can't be in anything other than Jesus Christ. Your hope can't be in a relationship or somebody else or, or even in your job. Your, uh, you know, your security is in Jesus Christ. Your, not just your earthly security, your heavenly security is in Jesus Christ. And let's look at John 1, uh, 1 through 5. And I, I, I love this scripture. I, I use it all the time. It says, In the beginning... Uh, Somebody say beginning. Was the Word, and the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Y'all know who the Word was, right? It's Jesus. Jesus was the Word, and it says, in the beginning, He already existed. This is how I know know His joy is long-lasting. This is how I know His joy is eternal, because it says, in the beginning, the Word was with God, uh, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. It says everything is by him, from him, for him, through him. He spoke and said, let there be and then there was, right? He he released his authority in the earth. As he created and, and spoke, and, and, and he brought light. He said, Let there be. And light extinguishes darkness, not the other way around. Evil is bad and darkness is bad, but it never overtakes good. It always wins. Right? And so, if I feel like I am in a bad place, if I feel like I'm in. Maybe a depressive state, or if I feel like I'm in darkness, or I'm just struggling. I, you know, I'm struggling today to walk in joy. And I know my life's good, but I, you know, sometimes we just get down, and that's okay. It's okay to not be okay sometimes. Your emotions are indicators that something's either right or wrong in your life. But a lot of the times I'm feeling that way because I'm not looking to God for my joy. I'm not. Focused on the light of God. I'm not focused on the life of Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get my my happiness, the thing I think that's giving me joy somewhere else. And I'm feeling down because it can't, it can't it can't it can't measure up. Right? You can you can't you can't get that kind of joy that God gives you from watching a movie or from scrolling on on social media or from from doing a hobby or whatever it is, right? And so if I feel that way, it's because I maybe have taken my eyes off of the one, right? And so if you find yourself in that place in this upcoming year or that place today or that place tomorrow or next week, y'all stop, begin to worship him and thank him for who he is, right? Because he's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. Let's look at that next point. Another reason that we walk in joy, another reason he's worthy to be praised is because he loves us, Right? He simply loves us. And knowing that he loves us, that makes me more than a conqueror. <laughs> Jesus conquered. He says, I can conquer. And so this is the thing we have to get past, though, especially us that are already b- been born again and saved, is because, see, you're saying, Pastor Ian, I know Jesus loves me. I know he loves me. I hear he loves me all the time. I know he loves me. I know he loves me. you got to get past I know he loves me to I believe that he loves me. Y'all know there's a difference between knowing God loves you and believing that God loves you. When you actually believe that God loves you, even in your mess, even in your sin, y'all, that will compel some people to do some things. That'll compel some people to say, you know what? I'm going to trust in you, God, because I don't just know that you love me. I believe that you actually love me. right? I believe that you do. Let's look at Romans 8, 35 through 39. And, and I love this. Paul is laying out, you know, he was, very, uh, he was a Pharisee. Uh, now he's preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, and he's very legalistic and he's very uh, educated in the way he writes and the way he, he looks at things, but he looks at it from a spiritual, spiritual way, and he's anointed man of God. And he asks this question: He says, Can anyone, uh, anything ever separate us from the from love of God, Christ's love? Doesn't mean he can no longer love us if we have trouble or calamity or are we persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death. Let me kind of bring this into modern terms for us. A lot of us ask this question, when I'm living for God, when I'm doing the things I'm supposed to do, uh, you know, I'm going to church, I'm going to small, I'm I'm following God. And I still feel like bad things are happening in my life, right? We might say this have the still small thought or ask the still small question, God, am I doing something wrong? God, do you still love me? God did I mess up? Why are all these bad things happening in my life? I'm doing all the right things. Right? Paul's asking that same question and he says that nothing, can separate us from his love. But at verse 36, it says, as the scriptures say, for your sake we're killed every day, we're being slaughtered like sheep, and they were slaughtering Christians like sheep, hear me. Uh, But no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory, someone say victory, is ours. Can make more than conquerors, right? Through Christ who loves us. He loves us. Don't just know he loves you, believe he loves you, and because he loves me, I can because he first did, right? He did. He he came. He went to the cross. He did. He accomplished everything. He had victory over sin, death, hell, and the grave over Satan. And because he did that, I now can because he says I can. He says I'm more than a conqueror, right? Verse 38, it says, I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, he says, Neither death or life or angels or demons, our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. And we live in a lot of those places if we're honest. He says, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above the earth or below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is a big, awesome, mighty statement. You need to highlight that. You need to start. You need to get that in your spirit. You need to remember that. And Paul said everything exactly perfect, but I'm going to say something that, not that he forgot, but there is one thing that can separate you from the full blessing of God. You know what that is? That is you. You are the only thing that can separate you from walking in your full potential in Christ and your full blessing of God don't misunderstand what i'm saying even when you deny god when you deny christ his love don't change it stays the same but his full love is not available to you until you say yes god let your will be done in my life right because i believe god's heart breaks for those that are even in hell. And I said a couple weeks back: God doesn't send anybody to hell, we send ourselves. Right? And we send ourselves by rejecting God over and over and over again, and, and day after day after day. And so the one thing that can separate us is you. It's you. So say yes to Him, right? Every day is a gift. Say yes to Him, choose joy. Today, let's look at that next point, that last point we're going to give you today. It says, we have joy because he has adopted us into his family. Through faith in Jesus, we are sons and daughters of God, the Most High. We are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus, and the best is yet to come, right? We say that all the time here at Liberty Church. It's part of our our lingo, the best is yet to come, and y'all... You were lost and God found you. I'm a prodigal son. I'm sure we got some prodigal sons and daughters here in the house this morning. And I'm so thankful that he found me. Imagine this. Imagine you being orphaned. You being lost. You being homeless. you you not having a job, not having anything. And the richest man on the face of the earth finds you and says, you know what? I see you're homeless. I see you're hurting. I see you're broken. I see you don't have anything to give or have anything in your life. Come live with me. Come stay in my house. I have a mansion um, in the Caribbean islands. 10,000 square feet, right? Caribbean sea blue. I got cars, I got planes, I got yachts, I got money, I got cupboards full of food, and all of it is yours. No, just come with me. Is anyone going? Nobody? Nobody's going with them? I'm going with them. Jesus is that times a million and better. That's why I walk in joy. That's why I walk in excitement because I'm a a son of the Most High, right? He found me. I was lost, and he blessed me. He adopted me. He, He brought me into his family and says, everything that's mine is now yours. Not based on what I've done, not based on my thoughts, but based on my faith in him that he's enough, amen? That's why I choose joy. That's why I walk in joy. That's why I... I preach on Sunday mornings. That's why I lead my family the way I lead my family. That's why I I do the things I do out in the world, giving the world the best that Christ has to offer because that's what he gave me, right? Amen. Amen. I'm I'm fixing to close. Y'all want to join me in prayer this morning? And so that's my prayer this morning. Father God, Lord, I, I pray that we would not just choose joy, but God, that joy would literally bubble up on the inside of us. God, that Lord, Lord, release joy in this place. Sometimes after the holidays, there's a little holiday lull where I don't know what I'm doing, where I'm going, what's going on in my life. I've had two weeks off and spent from Christmas and a new year and I just, Lord, I bind that spirit now in Jesus' name, Lord, and I, I lose the spirit of joy. Lord, I, no matter what's going on, during the good times, during the bad times, during the tough times, during the simpler times, Lord, that you stay the same, that you're constant. Lord, and that we don't just tap into that, but that be the root thing in our hearts that allows us to stand and rise up and to flourish and to reflect that joy for the world around us to see. God, because it's worth talking about, it's worth sharing, it's worth showing because you're awesome. You're almighty. Your, your majesty is matchless. You're, you're glorious. You're good. You're amazing. You're outstanding. You're worthy to be praised. God, so we love you and we thank you. Be with us as we go. Be with our families as we close out this, this old year and then bring in a new. I thank you that you go before us, Lord. I ask this in faith and we, we ask it in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Give God a hand if you want this morning. Anybody glad you came to church today? A couple of you. Praise God. We're glad to have you, Okay. Uh, y'all are dismissed. Uh, Merry Christmas for one last time, and Happy New Year ahead of time. 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 Happy New, Year ahead of time. Happy New-